Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rufino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Sean Merriman, their former first-round pick, number 12 overall pick, San Diego Chargers and the Buffalo Bills, is going to be joining us. Lights out. Mr. Lights out himself is going to be joining us around 720. Really looking forward to having Sean on the show, good friend. Also, if you have not seen it, is Texas and Oklahoma going to join the SEC? I know that this is not a very big LSU thing to some, but it will if they join the conference. I will tell you why it will be big news. I talked with a Big 12 official today, and he tells me that it could be imminent that Oklahoma and Texas may join the SEC. LSU has the pieces to win a national title. Nobody believes it. I do. They have the pieces. We will talk about that as well. I had a lot of DMs last night uh, from some angry people that we did not get to hashtag AskBlake. So we will do that tonight. So you have your comments. Put in the hashtag AskBlake, and we will answer those questions right along with it. But before we get started, as always, guys, let's get to a couple of these comments before we get started. Kari Hay says, "Not no top 25 ranking. Oh, no. I put out my top 10 today. Um, I put LSU at 6 because last time LSU was ranked 6 preseason, they won a national title. I'm going to put that there. Um, Devin says on Facebook Live, lights out is in the building. That he is. Uh, Dale Broussard says, Texas and Choklahoma. Very true. Logan says, uh, Bevo's ass ain't ready for the SEC. Well, he was ready for UGA a couple of years ago. Y'all remember that when uh, Bevo almost killed the Bulldog, like literally almost killed the Bulldog. Uh, Danny says, let's go, and uh, a lot of people are saying, let's go as well. So we will get ready uh, to get going. Let's do this as we do every time before the show. Let's pay some bills around this place, and then we'll get started. None better than our good friends. Uh, My guy, Harold, Harold Woods, a good friend of mine, watches the show, huge LSU fan, uh, went over to GM Varndo and Sons a couple of days ago, got his big rig fixed. So I want to thank Trey and all the guys over there. Guys, they're one of the most professional places that you can go in all the state of Louisiana. That is GM Varndo and Sons and our good friends over at betonline.ag. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or go see them over at 2500 Florida Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. Also, our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you 
about Bet Online for some time now. You got to get over to Bet Online for all your mobile betting needs. Anything and everything that you want will be on Bet Online. Guys, the NFL season is right around the corner. So is college football. And you got to get over to Bet Online, sign up, use that mobile device, and that way you will have your first deposit off. Uh, of 50%. You got to go over there, guys. I've been doing it. It's been so much fun to be able to use my mobile device, sit on my couch, sit on my recliner, and use Bet Online. Nobody does it better than them. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing started. Um, we will get to a couple of comments. Uh, Cedric says, Hello, Blake Rafino and fellas, ready for some football. As you can see, uh, there the comments are a little bit more different. On, uh, on our service tonight, we uh, we are making some moves. Camera's a little bit better. Hopefully, we're fixing the technical uh, difficulties uh, here as well. Let's start off here. Uh, as Brian, uh, let's let's do this. Brian sends his four ninety nine on the super chat. I appreciate that, my friend. He says, "I guess Texas and Oklahoma like being on suicide watch. That could be very true, very 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 true." Um, let's start here because I want to get to LSU. Um, the having the pieces that I think that they're gonna they're gonna push for a national title, but I don't think that we're gonna be able to get around the simple fact of that Texas and both Oklahoma looked into becoming a part of the SEC. We are hearing from people at the Houston Chronicle who broke the story. Matt Trent uh, had somebody on. I forget his name off the top of my head uh, from the Houston Chronicle, I believe, who stated that he believes that this is imminent. Now, when he said that, I did some digging around the Big 12, and they also tell me that it could be imminent that Texas and Oklahoma is definitely looking and pursuing becoming a part of the SEC, and the SEC will entertain it. The SEC has been known to bring in teams. Now, they brought in Texas A&M, if you remember, uh, Missouri a couple of seasons ago. It would be interesting to see if they would bring in Texas and Oklahoma to make a super conference. Now, the question that has been happening, and, and a lot of people are making these what-ifs, but guys, news like this doesn't break or get leaked if there's not some serious talk about it. Um, it's going to be very interesting if it does. Now, a lot of people say, well, Blake, how would you do that? Would you go from the West? How would you do the West? How would you do the East? It's very simple. Everything West from the state of Louisiana, Missouri, goes in the West. Everything from Alabama to the uh, to the East would be in the East. So my West would be LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M, and in the East, Bama, Auburn, Vandy, Kentucky, Tennessee, UGA, or Georgia, uh, South Carolina, and Florida. So I, I think it's doable, right? Like I think that them coming into the conference is doable. But let me say this off the top. Because Texas and Oklahoma fans are in my mentions, they're in my DMs, saying this would be great for the SEC if Oklahoma and Texas came into the conference. Where it would be a good thing from a financial standpoint, don't act like football-wise that you're going to watch your happy ass up into the SEC and think that you're going to do anything. You haven't, yeah, maybe you could say Oklahoma's relevant. Now, I think they're going to be pretty good this year with Spencer Radler, but they have not really done anything. When's the last time a team in the Big 12 won not only a playoff game, hasn't happened, but when is it that they've won a national title? Is Texas the last time, and and you guys are going to have to refresh my memory on this, isn't Texas the last uh, school, uh, because Oklahoma hasn't played for it, Oklahoma didn't win a playoff game. I mean, their, their conference just hasn't been relevant. Yeah, you're getting Choklahoma in there every once in a while, but you're not winning national titles like multiple schools have done in the SEC, and even Georgia is getting into the national t- national title game against Alabama. The South is where this is dominating. Now, the bad thing for college football as a whole if this happens, I don't want to say it would be regional, but it is going to get more and more regional as these things happen, right? Like, Name a team outside of Ohio State that's not from the South that's won a national title in the last 20 years. Yeah, you can maybe throw in USC. Eh. They cheated. Give Reggie Bush's Heisman Trophy back, though. Give it back. But the simple fact of it is is that college football right now is a very regional sport, and they want a part of that action. They want a part of the SEC action. You know what else they want a part of is that ESPN deal. If you think that this doesn't have more to do with money than anything, you're crazy. 
You're crazy. They want a part of what the SEC is doing because the Big 12 has shown that they can't be competent in what they're doing because they haven't been. They couldn't fight for a bigger school. And when you, you're you going to laugh at this when I say bigger school, but Texas a and is a bigger school, especially when it comes to fi- the financial side of things. Texas and Oklahoma would not have a good time in the SEC, and they would get patty smacked. I don't know if this is a publicity stunt. I don't know if Texas and Oklahoma are trying to pull something over our eyes as a publicity stunt because they're unhappy with the Big 12. That's something that easily could be happening. But there's more people that you talk to who said that this could be very likely. Now, again, now I've mentioned that this kind of stuff doesn't get leaked, and it never does, right? Like it nev- This kind of stuff never just gets leaked. Somebody wanted it out there either from the Texas or Oklahoma side. And it was so funny as both of those schools were mentioned in this, right? Oklahoma's not going to go without Texas. Texas isn't going to go without Oklahoma. Come on. Come on. I think it could be really interesting for the SEC. It'd be interesting for LSU. What would be even more interesting for LSU is that if you put Alabama in the East, let's look at the teams that would just be in the East, okay? You can laugh at Florida. Florida recruits well. Florida wins. They were in the SEC uh, championship game last year. Georgia is always in the SEC title game. Look, we can laugh about them and say they don't win. They do win a lot of football games. Then you would have Auburn and you would have Bama. That, That makes the East, in and of itself, a much tougher conference, obviously with Alabama. And Auburn, sometimes historically, does have dominant teams. We remember when they got beat by Georgia in the SEC title game a couple of years ago. That you know that that win would have put Auburn into the playoff. They've gone to national titles. They've won national titles in the last 20 years. The West is, would still be dominant because the truth is, is that Oklahoma is still going to put up points. They're going to do stuff. They're going to make things happen. Now, Texas, eh, but Texas, A&M, LSU, that would be very dominant. Absolutely be very dominant. I. It would be interesting to see, though. I would hate for LSU to not have Alabama in the regular season. Look, I'm not the individual that wants to run away from Alabama like some people say and some people want to do. I think that that's very soft. S-A-W-T, soft. We don't run away from anybody. Our fan base doesn't run away from anybody. You shouldn't want to either. So, it, you know, that that would be the bad thing is that if, if LSU couldn't play uh, Alabama in the regular season. But the, the, tr- the truth is LSU would be the top dog in the West if that happened. Nobody's going to compete with them. A&M, Texas, Oklahoma all can act like that they're going to dominate and they're going to win. No, they're not. No, they're not. All right, let's get to a couple of these comments. Uh, Matt Gidry says, hashtag ask Blake, would that mean that Alabama and Auburn would move to the East and Texas and Oklahoma join? Yes. I mean, look, that's the only way that I see that that could be possible. And, and, and look, when the conferences realigned a couple of seasons ago, when in 2010, 11 years ago, stuff like this does happen uh, t- every 10 and 11 years. So, look, they have the we have seen teams constantly big, leave the Big 12, Missouri, and A&M joined the SEC, and look at the success financially that those schools have had, mainly more Missouri than anybody. They went out of the Big 12 because it's not a conference that's having a lot of success. I don't see them going to the Pac-12. I can't see them going to another conference. What else would they do? The SEC is the only vi- – either going, staying in the Big 12 or going to the SEC is the only viable option, the only viable option – for those two schools if they're going to leave the Big 12. Again, is this a publicity stunt? Uh, I don't know that. I see a lot of people laughing at a comment. Let's see. Brandon Reese says, as an LSU fan, I wouldn't mind starting a rivalry with Texas. I I wouldn't either. And we can say what we want about Texas. Guys, they're a big brand. Like, let's not be naive enough to think that Texas isn't a big brand. Guys, they are. They're one of, if not the – biggest brand outside of an Alabama we can debate that from a brand standpoint guys from a brand standpoint they're humongous they're huge it would be fun to have an LSU and Texas rivalry and look LSU historically goes into the state of Texas and gets high recruits A&M would hate it the most because they're they're reaping the benefits A&M is reaping the benefits of being able to to recruit in the state of Texas and going and getting SEC talent 
I mean, they're not going to like in their uh, uh, Rush Bjork, the AD at Texas A&M, already came out with a statement saying we don't want Texas in the a- in the SEC. Well, of course he doesn't. Of he, they're the only action in the SEC when it comes from from a Texas school. Of course he doesn't want that. It's funny to me though. Texas and uh, fans and Oklahoma fans laughed at A&M for joining the SEC, and now they're about to do it, or they're trying to do it. That it's funny how things come around. Uh, Sam Dixon says, I almost thought this said Shay Dixon, but it says Sam Dixon. How awesome it would be for the LSU Texas to be a yearly thing in all sports. Yeah, and, and look, uh, basketball, baseball, guys, we're focusing on football here. But think, um, Texas was in the College World Series last year. Texas has had good basketball uh, 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 programs in the past. Oklahoma, yeah, well, maybe not from any other sport. I mean, they've had some good basketball runs. They've had Trey Young, Blake Griffin. I mean, but that they've never really done anything. I mean, you would want them to come from a football prowess, but from a college baseball prowess, Texas has it. I mean, look at what they did just a season ago. But it would be fun to um, to explore that. RJ Green on YouTube says, Hashtag Ask Blake, what do you think about OU fans thinking they would be a top three team in the SEC, it cracks me up. Yeah, I posted a tweet I st- that the the um, Blake Rafino, as their people are, are are telling me, the Blake Rafino gif or video or whatever it is of me laughing my ass off, uh, when they said that, RJ, I, I posted that video laughing. Guys, it's not even close to being true. Oklahoma and Texas are not going to come in the SEC and run things. That won't happen. If it is in the West, LSU, Texas, Texas A&M, and Oklahoma, LSU will dominate that that division. Now, the t- here Georgia, Florida, um, I guess you can say Tennessee, Kentucky, but they don't really come. Georgia and Florida would absolutely hate Alabama and Auburn going to the uh, East. Why wouldn't they? We can laugh at about Auburn all the live long day, but they recruit well and they have good teams. I mean, guys, look, Auburn is not always a pushover. So, I I don't – and look, Georgia and Auburn always play. But I'm sure Florida would not want to play Auburn and Alabama every year. They wouldn't want to play – Georgia wouldn't want to play Nick Saban every year. They just wouldn't. Uh, Bert on Facebook Live says, hashtag horns down. I I like that. Josh Rogers says, hashtag ask Blake, got to get the Buckeyes in the SEC. Screw Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, but you're not a Southeastern Conference. At least they're in the South. You know, like – you're you're not really welcome, bro. Josh Rogers, by the way, guys, is a uh, Ohio State fan. So, who was USC? I was talking about South Carolina, but I thought I said South Carolina. I don't think I said USC. Uh, oh, you're talking. Logan's talking about um, who was USC when I talked about the titles. Um, Kenny says yes, Texas in 2005. So 2005 is the last time a Big 12 team won. Um, won a national title. So, guys, I mean, it's been a long time since their conference has done anything. You can't say anything about the ACC because they they, they have their, their, their top dog in uh, Clemson. Now, guys like uh, – and there's a couple of guys who really like South or North Carolina. Brett Ciancia, who we had on last night, had him in, their play, in his playoff, uh, four-team playoff. There are a couple of guys I'm hearing that really like North Carolina. Guys, Ohio State played for a national title last year. You know what LSU's done. You know what Alabama's done. Auburn's been in the mix. Georgia's gone to a national title game. So their conference and teams as a whole ha- hasn't done shit. They're not going to be shit, and they sure as hell aren't going to come over to the SEC and do it. If Oklahoma and Texas fully believe that they can come here and wreck the SEC, that's that's just pure arrogance, right? Like, pure absolute arrogance that they think that we can just waltz in and do really good in the SEC. Ask Texas A&M how that was. Ask Texas A&M how that went. Hi. You know you're not supposed to be here during the week. You can only come in on Saturdays. Close the door. Love you. My son, Ben. How funny would it have been if uh, Sean Merriman, who's supposed to be joining us soon, uh, would have came in? Benjamin, bye. Close the door. Close the door. Uh, a couple more, and then we'll get in here when Sean uh, drops in. Uh, make sure I don't have a text message. Uh, that 
that 337 guy on YouTube says, Blake, you see how good Decoldis Crawford is looking? Yeah, I mean, look, he dominated in that LSU football camp, y'all. He dominated, He absolutely dominated in that LSU football camp. You can't take that away from him, right? Like, you, you just can't – you're not going to be able to take that away from him. So, I mean, as he continues to do some really good things um, – Look, I, you know, what's funny about the coldest Crawford and some of these recruits is they're labeled as three stars and things like that. But, man, I mean, come on. Like, come on, man. Um, Mark says, give LSU, Tennessee, or Kentucky, or South Carolina. Give me, give LSU, Tennessee, or Kentucky, or South Carolina. What are you talking about, Mark? Uh, Ty says, from a brand standpoint, Texas has more money than anyone else in college football. Thank you. Where's your mommy? Go find mommy. Thank you. I love you. Bye bye, buddy. Bye bye. But I agree with that, <laughs> dude. Go find mommy. Tell everybody hey. Okay. Tell everybody hey. Say hey, everybody. Say hey. Say hey. All right. Now you've been on TV. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, buddy. Um, Let's get to a couple more comments here. Sean Merriman's supposed to be joining us right about now. So let me see. Let's, let's get this in here. I need to text him and make sure we're still good. I think we all we talked I talked to him before we before we started. Uh Ty says don't disagree with that uh that either comment. Uh Derek says is this, is this a play to try and get the Big 12 and add a solid two uh team or two. It could be. Like and look Derek, your point here about Oklahoma and Texas doing this to try to see if the Big 12 can add a couple of teams. Um but the problem with that though is is that I mean, I get maybe some teams who want to join the Big 12 because Texas and Oklahoma would be out of it, but who would you who would you add? Like, what big branded – I mean, you're not going to pull USC. I doubt that you pull Oregon. I mean, what, what you going to get, Boise State? I mean, you got West Virginia who's in the Big 12 who's on the damn East Coast. I mean, the Big 12 is kind of all over the place. I'm, I mean, I, I'd be interested to see – what you know if if LSU is going to do some I mean, LSU if the SEC is going to do something like that if they don't try to poach West Virginia somehow maybe I don't want to say tell Missouri goodbye but I, I I don't know about that I mean from a from a standpoint I don't know how they would do that it would be very interesting though it'd be extremely interesting to see um, how that would go let me text let me text Sean. Make sure we're good to go. All right. Let's see. Uh, Tiki Tech Taco on YouTube says, have to ask Sean about the bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't even know like he was really into it. I did see, though, however, that he was um, – that uh, him and Greg Hardy, who, which, by the way, if you didn't know or didn't see um, – Greg Hardy got knocked out in UFC. Well, I forget the number of it, too, whatever. That dude got knocked clean out. And then was talking trash at the end of it. Like, bro, you got not only uh, – you just got blitzed on that, bro. Like, you got blitzed on that. A couple more we'll get to Sean as he's looking like he's going to be trying to join us here. Uh, Bert says, I would rather see University of Houston and Texas Tech join the SEC. It's definitely possible. I mean, look, it looks like the SEC is definitely trying to add a couple of teams, and it would be crazy. And look, with name, image, and likeness, how does how does this affect Oklahoma? How does this affect Texas? I mean, this could be even a bigger brand for them. We don't know how that's going to affect the college football landscape. Uh, <laughs> Craig says, we want the naked Jaybird. That is my son, Ben. Yeah, we're trying to get him better on not coming in here during the week. We'll let him run free uh, 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 during Saturdays. Uh, Kenny says bye bye. Yep. Look, I mean, we're trying to get better with it. When we get in the new studio, it will be a, a little bit better. Uh, Mark said. Mark Richardson says Texas would go six and six uh, in the SEC. I could see that. I can certainly see that. Uh, Derek says I only mentioned Maryland beating Texas twice since Lights Out uh, went there. Yeah, Maryland did beat Texas a couple years ago. And look, Sean's coming on. We got look. I, I was I was so happy 
when the Terps put the as the as our friend the Rock would say, and Warren Sapp said on their show, layeth the smacketh down on Texas's candy ass. Like I was happy about, I was very happy about that. All right, let's do this. We're gonna get to Sean Merriman. Let's get to a very quick break. We'll bring him on. Put in your questions. Hashtag Ask Sean. We'll get him in there. Got a lot to talk about with him. But very quickly, we got to talk about a good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at GMFS Mortgage. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, even doing that cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton from Air, from GMFS Mortgage today if you're thinking about making a change. Want to save three, four, five hundred dollars a month on that mortgage? You need to call him. 225 225- 614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. Purchase, refinance, build, or renovate. Nobody is better than our good friend, Mr. John Patton, and our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm. Guys, drakewilliamslawfirm.com, 985-386-7600. That's 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino over at AYS, since you own by. All right, our good friend, Mr. Sean Merriman, is joining us. Looks like his camera is out. We'll get back in here. But, Sean, it, Sean, if you can hear me, uh, we are ready to go. So, fire in your questions for Sean. Yeah, that Texas game was really fun watching uh, them get beat down. Wasn't that uh, Herman's first season? I'm pretty sure that that was Herman's first season. Them just getting layeth down, um, absolutely beat down by um, – This is why I need a producer. <laughs> Sean, yep, just go out. Sean, if you can hear me, go out, come back in. We'll be good. So, Sean is trying to connect in here with us. There we go. There we go. We're going to bring him on. Just stand by with us. We're having He's having a little bit of technical difficulties. Um, Colin Thibodeau says, if Texas can't uh, – if you Texas, you can't run from LSU if you want the same division in the same conference. That's true. You can't. You're not going to be able to. Like, no way impossible are you going to be able to. Let's see here. Chris Barnhill says, I'm completely okay with Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. David says, would you rather see TCU and Oklahoma State? Not really. I mean, if you're going to bring, the, if you're going to bring them in, bring those two guys in, right? Like, bring those two guys in. Uh, Derek says, would, that, would this force Notre Dame's hand to join a conference? Derek, you know what's interesting about that? I think that they're already trying to force um, Notre Dame's hand. We'll see about that. Uh, Sean, if you can hear me, looks like we got him. We're going we're gonna to try to bring him in here, uh, bring him in here soon. Uh, but I think that they're already trying to force Notre Dame's hand on the simple fact of, um, I mean, they, what was it? If you're not in a conference, then you can't get a number one overall seed in the playoff, stuff like that. Like, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I think is going to start forcing Notre Dame's, um, forcing Notre Dame's hand on all of this. Um, Brandon Reese says nobody from a power conference wants to join the Big 12. Yeah, and why would they, right? Like, and, and why would they? I don't know why they, why they would. It, it makes no financial sense for them. Here's an interesting point that Mark brings. He says Nebraska and Iowa State needs to join the uh, – needs to go to the Big 12. Now, they could be – well, Iowa State's in the Big 12. Are you talking about Iowa? I mean, I think Nebraska should be back. You know, what's funny, I was in Atlanta with my brother – and uh, he was doing some job, and we ran into a Nebraska fan. And he was doing some work for a Nebraska guy, and he, he wants them to be back in the Big 12. Wanted them to be back in the Big 12. So, all right, we're having some technical difficulties, uh, or Sean's having some technical difficulties getting in. We'll try to bring him in here um, soon. We're going to get him in here. We'll stay here until we can get him in. It'll be good. We'll be good to go. Definitely looking forward to the interview, though. Um, here we go. Let's see. Uh, Colin Thibodeau says, and LSU won't turn down the AC off in the locker room year after year like Texas did. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Did y'all see on Twitter when Texas fans saying that, oh, they, 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 they know the temperatures of what, what it was when they, you know, when they were in there. There was no th- thermostat or anything like that. Um, so let's try to bring Sean in here. Sean, if you can hear us. Sean, can you hear us? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing good. Doing good, man. I, I appreciate you joining us. We're trying to fix your camera on our side, too, but I, I greatly appreciate you you joining us tonight. Man, I got to start off here. I got I to gotta tell you something, Sean. From the bottom of my heart, I got to thank you because 
I'm going to be honest. I had LaDainian Tomlinson on my fantasy football team a long time ago. And it was the year that he broke the record. But but people don't remember, Sean. And I told myself if I ever talked to you, I would thank you for this. You had that strip sack before LT got the record. When you when that happened and for LT to break that record, how awesome was that for you? Because I know how awesome that was for me. But for you being on the sidelines and being a part of that game, how awesome was that for you? You know, the craziest thing at that time is that you didn't know how big the moment was. Right. Right. So I would, you know, me, I was young and, you know, I, I did the, uh, if I can remember, I think I did the Honolulu, the Pro Bowl dance after <laughs> I got it. I was thinking about the Pro Bowl. I just, you know, I just got another sack. I'm, I'm definitely going to the Pro Bowl. It didn't click to me until I ran back to the sidelines and this, the crowd started chain LT. And I looked back and I said, oh, damn. He's about to break the record. Right. And right. so at, at that at that very moment, man, I became like a fan. It was it was so weird at the time because I became like, like, damn, I, I, you know, I just did something that is gonna be a part of history. Like when I see some of the, you know, LT break the record, they sometimes played that clip before because the game would have been over. He wouldn't have broken that game. Right. And so I was standing on the sideline and I'm hearing him chant LT, which I don't understand how everybody didn't know he was getting the damn ball. Like <laughs> you're, ch- you're chanting right. LT. Who's who's getting the ball? He's about to break the record. I mean, you bring you stack the box. You put you put 12 men in a box because you know he's getting the ball. And he goes out and scores the very next play. And I'll tell you, like, and I just said it the other day when somebody asked about like a favorite moment in my career. That seemed like a like a one of those sports football movies where they raise them up and their fans are. John, can you hear us? We're in a movie. All right. So that was one of the best. Right. You know, it, it, it's something that football just doesn't give us those moments as often as we would want. And that's something that, you know, you being a part of it is just so interesting. And I, and I always wanted that when I got to talk to you, wanted to bring it up because I know that it had to be a, a very special moment for you. Uh, before we get to football, I do got to ask you, we have a lot of people in our chat right now wanting to ask you the question about the bare knuckle fighting. Sean, are you still actively training hard for stuff like that? I saw you were in the gym the other day on Insta. Are you still training hard doing some some mixed martial arts stuff and stuff like that? You, you know, um, it's became it's become like a, dis- a discipline of mine for the past 16 years, but especially when I retired. And when I talk to a lot of guys, especially former guys, I say, look, the hardest thing to do is when you retire, the first two years are the <laughs> roughest because, right, like you're just trying to figure out what the hell you're doing. And, you know, for us, I'm like, man, listen, you got to you got to have something. So, yeah, I started training MMA and start doing a lot of this stuff when I retired and I picked it up even more. Right. So, you know, fast forward 2016, I originally was going to go fight um, possibly with Bellator, Mm -hmm. right. In 2016, 2017. Um, And I'm glad I did, man, because, you know, now I got lights out extreme fighting, but you know, I, I, if you go for me, I I, I know that why these fighters and promoters wanted me to fight. Obviously I played NFL. My name's carry some weight. And then, you know, people want to see if I can go. So, when you go and promote another promotion, another league, it's fine if they pay you a, a ton of money at that time. But for me, it became not worth it when, you know, when I had my own promotion with Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Yeah, and, and what's interesting is, look, we have a, you know, under my umbrella and our podcast, we do have a UFC mixed martial arts, guys that fight, guys that won belts, they, and they come on that all the time. I do got to ask you, and, and look, you you don't have to answer, but the Greg Hardy thing and, and, and you, the banter, I would say, a little bit back and forth, where did that really start, and wh- why do you believe that he's kind of bringing your name out a little bit? I mean, is that just something that he just brought up one day, or, or why do you think that that is? So what what happened was I, I talked, I've known Dana for years, for some years. So we would, we initially started kind of bumping into each other at certain events or certain functions or whatever. Sometime crossing paths, I'm leaving, I'm going into a place for a business meeting. He's coming out of one um, or, you know, a casino, whatever, whatever it is, we will always cross paths. And so I think he ended up, he found out from some of the other guys uh, who I was training against who, who did, who were fighting in the UFC or did fight in the UFC and they will always tell him, like, hey, you know, Sean can go. You know, Sean can go. Right. So we actually did talk about 
Greg Hardy some years ago about me possibly fighting him. And, by, you know, kind of at the same time, Lights Out Extreme Fighting was forming, right? So it, and I knew that Dana definitely 100% wanted me to fight in the UFC, which they have a great organization. I got nothing bad to say. What, what they, they're kind of pioneers of the industry. Right. But again, you know, for me to go and fight in another organization when I'm trying to build my own promotion didn't make any sense for me. Understand. Even though most people look and say, man, you can go fight in UFC for a lot of money, this and this. It's certain things with me that's bigger than money. And so if I'm going to go bring my name to organization and bring, you know, the, the media, whatever, whatever attention is going to bring to a fight, I have to make sure it's right. And so I, I told Greg, I said, listen, three years, three years ago, when you started out some years, I would have mopped your ass around the floor. It was terrible. <laughs> right. I, I said, man, look, you're, you're not you're not skilled enough. You you know you're you're using oxygen tanks and pumps over there to to get breath out. You, you don't have the stamina, and I was just kind of going back and forth with him. But I was dead serious at the time. Now to his credit, I will say this: even though he didn't, look, you know, he has he got knocked out in his last fight, and and he had a, a fight before that that didn't look so well. He's fighting against people that has been training for 10, 15 years. Right, right. right. He's a, he's a super late bloomer. So in that aspect. I'll give him credit for that because a lot of people can't do that. His learning curve was better. Now, the whole thing came about again because we ran into I ran into a mutual friend at a uh, function that I was at. And and, they, uh, and I guess he had told her that um, that he, he wanted to fight. And I said, you know, I said, send this mother F a, a picture. Right? I was like, send him. <laughs> hey, send you him can curse. You can curse on here, brother. It's a podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was <laughs> like, you know. I was like, send his ass a picture, right? Uh -huh. And so I did it kind of jokingly to say, look, if you want to fight, I'm still in shape. I'm I'm in shape year round. Like, I still go and I'll, <laughs> I'll train at Black House in LA. Um, I'll train at uh, Extreme Couture in Vegas. And I'm, I'm I'm at one of the three, or San Diego, I'm at the Boxing Club, or you know, plan to go online soon. I train with these guys. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I train to stay in shape. I don't train to actually call people out. And so, for me, it's like, I'm okay, I'm old older retired football player. So what I want to do is keep my body intact. I want to keep feeling good. And, but at times, do I jump in, a, in, in any one of the fighters to tell you I'll jump in on sparring day. No problem. Absolutely. No. What anybody, I don't care who it is. I'll jump in there and I'll get my work in, but I'm not training enough to go and start calling out guys. It's just not really my thing. Right now, if it got to that point, will I fight the right guy in lights out extreme fighting? Then we can, um we can start talking in, but until then, man, I'm not. It's a, it's a lot of this clout chasing going on, a lot of this BS, and I'm just I'm just not with it. The guys who I really wanted to fight, to be honest, I had my team out directly to their team, and no social media, no media, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And they'll right. tell you I've reached out to at least five guys over the past year and a half that I think that the fans and people would have wanted to see because that's why I'm doing it. I'm not trying to be a fighter. I don't want to be a fighter. I actually much rather promote and build a league and, and do the media part of it and build the fighters because that's what it's about. It's about the fighters. But will I get in there and scrap with the right person? Absolutely. Right. And I mean, it's like the Jake Paul May Mayweather thing. I mean, look, we're sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online's got, you know, Mayweather comes out with the Bet Online mask. I mean, it, look, it, with the name and stuff like that. And something you interested, you talked about putting your name on something and building something, Sean, which something that brings something interesting because of the college football landscape, right? Name, image, and likeness is something big. I want to ask you, when, you know, being in Maryland, the Washington, D.C. area, when you were coming up and you go to Maryland, how big would that have been for you? And how big do you think is this going to be for college football moving forward with name, image, and likeness? And do you think, and it's kind of a two-part question, Sean, do you think that this is going to make kids stay in school longer if they're not financially strapped? Like, look, I play collegiately myself, not as good as you, I promise you, but only O-line. Look, I was strapped. Does, do you think that this is going to be great for college football, or do you have your concerns? I, I think it has to be really monitored. I always, I, mean, I always felt that, that the guy should be getting paid, right? Whether it was you know two thousand a month, four thousand a month. I've never been on board with people saying, "Oh, by the way, you know they get a free scholarship." Well, they're also bringing you know forty, fifty million dollars a year to the to the school, right? So let's let's say that. And then the second part of it is is that there are a couple guys on the East team. As you've seen a quarterback come out for, for Alabama, Nick Saban, you know, Coach Nick Saban come out and saying he's he's been offered close to a million dollars for something. So you got a couple guys per 
program or or you know team that are capable of you know getting a six-figure deal sometimes seven-figure deals while they're in college the problem i have with that is you got a bunch of low you got a bunch of these low lives scrounging around campus right that are not good people <laughs> that they don't care that, right? right i mean right. they just trying to get trying to get them with an agent or they're trying to get them on board with whatever they're selling and then ultimately not good people not good businessmen and not looking out for the futures of these these young student athletes that's where they're going to run into problem at these you know these kind of um these guys just up on campus with, with a backpack with a backpack looking like a student right like they go there and, <laughs> right. and doing things that they're not supposed to do well you know sean it's it's interesting and i think that you're right because look agents uh, it's already started with all this stuff and how crazy that this has been and how crazy things are going and I, I agree with you. I think it does got to be monitored, but I'm glad that it is there that they can make money because, look, I mean, I, I remember my 618 and 12, uh, 12 cent check that I was getting every month. That's not enough. And so I think it's going to be interesting to, to see how it goes on. I do got to ask you this. Aaron Rodgers is something that everybody keeps bringing up as Milwaukee wins another uh, wins the NBA title last night. It is the talking point of the NFL, whether the NFL likes it or not, about what Aaron Rodgers will do. Sean, in your opinion, is he going to be with Green Bay in the start of this season, or do you think that there's going to be a deal struck and he's going to be playing elsewhere? No, I think that there's no way in hell they let him out, and I think he retires and forced a hand. That's that's what I would do. And actually, if I was him, that's what I would do. <laughs> I would. Just, there's no way in hell. Look, Green Bay has great fans. They have a great organization as far as the history. You can't do that to one of the best players who's ever walked through, probably the best players ever walked through your organization and put him in a predicament where you're showing that you may be going another direction. Right. When you can help him out now to win a championship, they they hedged their bet, their bets, it backfired in their face, and now they're forced to deal with it. Now, I got no problem with an organization when it's time when they want to separate and go their different ways from, from a player. I mean, that's part of the business. We all get cut, waved, traded, something's going to some release something's going to happen at some point in time but when you do it in a manner that they did to Aaron Rodgers it's 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 lower than low it's not even business this was personal right this was a personal situation and how they went about dealing with Aaron Rodgers it has nothing to do with them building for the future because they if you know that Aaron Rodgers is at least 60 or 70 percent of himself for the next three or four years you go get him another offense lineman. You go get him another cornerback. You go get him another defense lineman, mm -hmm. another big tight end. That's you know the tight end that came out of Florida. You know one of those type. You know, one of those type of go, right. Go get go get them. Show me that you want to at least try to make an attempt to win another champ another championship right now. They said they they basically said yeah we we maybe we we think you caught the injury bug. We think you're going to be out of here. We're going to draft. We're going to draft a young a younger quarterback and hope that he can step in and take your place in the next year. Oh, by the way, he's don't have another great year, right? Don't come off one of your best years ever. <laughs> yeah, hey, don't throw forty touchdowns and four interceptions again, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, please don't do that because now <laughs> we're gonna be up Shit's Creek, and that's that's what's happened. That's exactly what happened to the Packers organization, and that's why they're not gonna win another championship for a long time. Because let me tell you, players in the locker room, when talk. you do that, they talk. Right. They say, "Damn, you know what?" If they do this to Aaron Rodgers, what the hell you think they'll do to me? Sean, you bring up an interesting point where and, – and, and it's something I even asked Sapp and I've asked Ryan Leaf. I've asked multiple people this question. I want to ask you because and I want because it's always interesting. We, we always hear the cliche term, the NFL is a business. But in your career, talking about contracts, talking about these kind of, kind of things, of, guy, uh, of a player maybe being drafted at your position – it, was there a time in your career that you remember that you did, or maybe it just hit you that, man, the NFL really is a business. Take us to that time where you were like, damn, man, this this stuff can be cutthroat. Yeah, I, I found out that I was on the trading block during the draft. <laughs> like, <laughs> if it wasn't for Chris Berman, I would have never known. You, man. you know what? Look. When they when he put the finger up to his ear, like he's getting information that I uh -huh. might be on the trading block now, and I'm sitting there watching. I'm like that's news to us, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, this dude. That's the crazy part about this. Like they don't ever tell you. Your agents don't tell you. 
when 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 Berman said that, like, what was the emotion? Did, were you just in awe? Did you make calls? Like, what were you doing when you heard that at that point? That's that's like um, you know, get, being on TV and not knowing you're gonna be on TV, like somebody. <laughs> Or being on social media, somebody's been recording you the whole time and you have no idea and you just pop up and you go viral on social media, right? You have no idea why you're there. And so I'm looking at them. I'm looking at all the draft picks and look at the team needs and, and which direction they plan on going for the next, you know, three to five years. And, you know, Chris Berman puts his uh, finger up to his ear and say, uh, yeah, you know, um, I think the Chargers are looking to draft an outside linebacker here. Sean Merriman may be in the move. And I was like, that's news to us, you know? So, right. uh, but when you're a younger player like you get emotional about it right when you're right. like in when you're in it you get emotional but i talk to a lot of guys now and they said you can't and it's hard because the emotion part of it make athletes athletes the make them great or make them not so great or whatever so you you're supposed to get emotional about something you love doing but it, it is it's a business and that's it's a part of it sean a couple more questions you've been fantastic we'll get you out of here your Chargers, we got to talk about them. Look, I, I, I'll be the first to, to say that I was wrong about Justin Herbert. You know, maybe my bias of being an LSU fan, I, I was clouded by the Joe Burrow thing. Um, but I really thought when he went into New Orleans last year, being at that game, that kid really delivered. It's a changing of the guard there. Where do you see – look, they got great defensive pieces. I know Melvin Ingram's out, but they still got a lot of great pieces. Where do you think your Chargers – do you think that they're going to be able to push Kansas City uh, this year? Can they make a playoff run? What says you? Absolutely. No no doubt about it. And I'm not just saying that to be biased. I'm just saying it from because I'm watching somebody at work who can actually go out and win a division. Right. And actually go out and win a championship. With them, it's, it's just really health, right? They, they got the hounds. They got the playmakers. Derwin's back. Um, you know, I know they lost Melvin, but, you know, Joey Bosa's there. He's healthy. They beefed up that offensive line. Eckler's back there. Jackson's back. They, so, Keenan, Mike right. Williams, you go. They, they have the muscle there to do it. It's really going to come down to health. Mm -hmm. if, they can, if they can get a good, you know, season of, or majority of the season of guys being healthy and get their foot in the door to playoffs and get guys back healthy again for the playoffs, Absolutely. Yeah, I got a chance to meet Justin Herbert for the first time. Um, I went to the facility. I, I talked to uh, Coach Brandon Staley for a little bit, and I got a chance to talk to some of the players. And this dude is big, man. Like he, <laughs> right? You know, you're like you go up to a guy, he's like, "Oh shit!" He got a he has a real presence about him. Mm -hmm. And when somebody has a, that's the first thing I look at, especially when you talk about the quarterback position. When Philip Rivers walked into a room, you knew Philip walked in there. Like you just, oh, you like, damn, that's that's Phil, that's Philip Rivers. And mm -hmm. Justin Herbert has that plus more when you talk about appearance because this dude is big um, and he's like one of these quiet, cocky, humble, but I'll still throw 350 on you in a second. <laughs> like, yeah. he, has, he has that about him. And um, so I, I'm excited to watch him and then the team. And then Brandon Staley, man, like he has this energy where, I, hell, I, I wanted to put back on the pads again for a minute. When you're talking to him and it's like, man, I want to I play for this guy because – his energy and his and, and the motivation, like he breathe, like you, you feel it being around him when he talks to you, and you know he's serious about what he's talking about. So absolutely, man, they can go and challenge that division this year. Last question, I'll get you out of here. I gotta know who is the favorite or who is your quarterback that you like sacking the most? You played against some great ones, Tom Brady. I'm not. I'm not gonna <laughs> let you finish that. Like, like, listen. <laughs> Always and forever, Tom. Anything with me getting a chance to hit Tom. Is was my favorite, like right at, of all time. If you ask me, what's my favorite thing in life, even still today, I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you, it's hitting Tom Brady. Sean, how crazy is it that that man played with a torn ACL during all our MCL all last season? Like, is is this guy is is he ever gonna leave? He's like the Nick Saban. Like, is this man ever gonna leave? What and what made Tom so good in your in your opinion? Was it just all pre snap? I mean, did he just know what was, what was gonna happen before? What just makes that man so good? I think it's his competitiveness and his him him willing to compete all the time and hating to lose. Right. That's one thing to love to win, but it's another thing to hate to lose. And and Tom was he hated to lose. Mm -hmm. This he took extreme pride and him being competitive and what he did trickled down into his diet, his preparation, his and it was about a competition all the time. And so when 
even people seeing what he did last year, where he's look how much motivation he had. He wanted to show them, show New England that he can still do this. He's still talking about it. I know you seen it the other day with him uh, being passed over, but by another team, another quarterback. Like, hey, right. you're going to keep this, keep this. Like that stuff drives him because he's so damn competitive, and that's what's going to keep him around for another two years if he wants to be. Sean, you've been absolutely fantastic, my friend. We'll have to bring you back on. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social and everything that you guys are doing. Yeah, find me at Sean Merriman on Twitter uh, and Instagram and my TikTok at Sean Merriman. And check us out, LightsOutXF.com at the Commerce Casino. If you're in L.A., Commerce Casino, Lights Out Extreme Fighting. We're back um, August 7th. And uh, get your tickets at LightsOutXF.com. We'll be pushing it, my brother. Thank you, my friend, and we'll, we'll talk again soon. You got it. Thanks for having me. That is former NFL great Sean Merriman. Guys, he's just absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Well, I mean, it's always fun to be able to go behind the scenes and behind the curtain with a former NFL player, and not just an NFL player, but an NFL player of his caliber. It's always fun to do. Uh, I I saw a couple of y'all's questions. Uh, We were having some technical difficulties. Uh, or he was having some technical difficulties with his camera, but we'll 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 get that changed for him when he when he comes back on. Um, let's do this. Let's get a couple more questions, and then we'll get out of here. I, I saw this, Henry. The man knows who I am. The man knows who I am. So, um, versus he on YouTube, the reporter prefaced his question saying he knows Coach O cannot comment on a current investigation, and asked him about how it changed, how he communicates with players. I don't really know what that means. Uh, Ryan, I appreciate you sending us $5, my friend. Um, I don't really know versus he what um, – I, I don't really know what this means. I should have asked him this. Mark brings up a good question, hashtag Ash on his coaching in his future. I should have asked him that. I know that he's talked about it before, uh, and he said he's not. But, look, his – his lights out promotion. I mean, look, they they are doing some good things. It stinks that you know COVID and some lights out thing. The Greg Hardy banter back and forth with him with him was pretty was very interesting. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how how that that part plays out. All right, guys. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna call it a night. We'll we'll bring you back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. You guys have a great one. We'll talk again soon. See you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.